0: Hi, Beth. I pray God touches you uh, as you listen to this piece. A while ago, uh, my elder cousin, I call him my big brother, because we've lived and been like that all our lives. Uh, He once said something to me. uh, We were talking, we were both in ministry, And we're talking and he said to me, he said, you know what? he said, Chica, nothing goes to waste. God uses each and every turn, each and everything that you've been through. In fact, he allowed you to go through them. And lately, as I... Think about those words. It's just amazing because when I was a young man growing up in Sierra Leone, West Africa, I had an uncle who just took me under his wings because I had this gift of art. I could sketch anything. I could draw anything on a piece of paper. And I started imagining things and drawing from... My mental discernment of things. And he saw it one day and he picked it up and he said, um, stop by the house. Because he had a studio there. A place that he worked out of. He said, stop by the house. And I stopped there and there was a drawing that he was doing. He's He, he was designing a house. And as I looked at what was on his draft board back then, we didn't use AutoCAD or computers. We used um, draft boards. (laughs) We used T-squares. In fact, the parallel T-square, which was on the board with strings and everything, was not even made yet. And he was using a T-square. Some of you architectural students would you know what a T-square is. (laughs) That's how far, that's how young I am. And my uncle watched me as I went around to his chair, not even asking his permission. (laughs) Can I sit here? I found myself sitting in uncle Clarence's stool, fascinated by what he was doing and never even realized that I was in conversation with him as he stood over me and asking me, what do you see? I say, well, I see a space here. And he was very creative. He was doing what later when I came to know in architecture as bubble design, where you look at a, everything that you've talked about with the client who you're working for, and you begin to design the space with bubbles, different circles. You just juxtapose in kitchen area, uh bedroom, and this is all in your mind. It's not there yet, it's not out there yet, but you're just putting the things together and for some strange reason. I was in conversation with a well-trained architect. I didn't even know what architecture was. looking at all the twists and turns in my life then as a young man about the age of 13 14 not only did i start drawing learning how to do architectural plans under the instruction and guidance of my uncle i was involved in construction work that he was doing bringing these plans, these drawings, these lines, these schemes, to life. It so fascinated me and said, I want to be an architect. Because it was amazing how you could hear something from somebody and then put it in front of them in ways they did not even begin to imagine and even put more things in there that they have no, no idea that they needed. And you put it in a drawing, what we called back then perspective drawings later on, they came known as um, renderings. And you sketch the whole thing, but it has not yet been built. Fascinated me. It was like God in Genesis speaking, speaking the whole world into existence. In the beginning... When you're sitting down with the client, Genesis, in the beginning, there was nothing. There was nothing. He said, let there be light. and There was light. Let there be. And that's what the architect does. But what I'm I want to bring you to is all the different paths in life that we go through. The 13, 14-year-old went on to work at the Ministry of Works in Freetown, Sierra Leone. I was designing buildings, uh, doing surveys in the engineering department, and doing schematics for bridges and stuff. It came easy to me because of the freedom my uncle showed me the freedom that he tapped into, the skill that, and gift that God had given me that my uncle said, take it and run with it. You can do anything. But many times we become locked down by the twists and turns in our lives. As we go through life, what we wanted to be As things change at each and every turn, we keep focusing in what we wanted to do, the I in us, and not understanding that you may have wanted that, but did you ever ask God, I thank you for this gift, but what am I supposed to do with it? Well, I became an architect. I wanted to be an architect. I went to school and everything, got my degrees and all that stuff. But there was always this fascination in me about doing my own thing. And yes, I went out, created a whole company doing um, architectural designs, became a contractor doing construction, both commercial and residential and then from there of course I moved on to something else Um, not that I failed in architecture it was just I wanted something else but never questioned those different designs, those different things that I was reaching for. From architecture I went on still doing some architectural designs here and there but I went on into the financial industry. I enjoyed talking with people. I enjoyed making people happy. I enjoyed planning, helping them plan their finances, plan their futures. So I became a an insurance sales consultant, moved on from there into a financial consultant, series degrees and everything else. And from there... There was this desire, this pull in me. I remember my father passed away. He was a Methodist uh, minister. The father passed away. Not only was he a Methodist minister, I guess some of what he had, I inherited. Because he also um, built a school together with my mother from scratch. After they studied overseas, they came back to Sierra Leone the Reverend Archibald G. Ademajan, and my mother was fondly known as secretary. (laughs) Uh, Never drove a car, never had a car, never wanted a car, but she moved around as a teacher, a mother, a wife. She moved around with taxi cabs and stuff and just did her own thing fed my grandma, my great-grandma, went to church. Oh boy, talk about church. That's where I found the spirit, the spirit that's moving within me today. Um, My grandmother had a church. She was Pentecostal. There was a joy, a joy that I experienced whenever I visited my grandmother's church on 4th street 47 4th street in Freetown Sierra Leone and it's amazing that fort that street also was a place where my father's school started until I went into the area called Kisi Africanos Road of in Kisi the village of Kisi in Freetown St. Helena Secondary School I'm saying that because whoever is listening to this you have gone through so many different things in your life. If you are questioning where you are today, if you are looking at that mirror and asking yourself, so much time has passed by, Lord, where are we going? That's what I want to talk to you about right now. <laughs> Don't be afraid. You're right where God knew you were gonna be. You're right here, where God has placed you, allowed you to come to. If you never asked before or asked, but never really stood there to hear God speak back to you, maybe God is asking me to tell you, my brother or sister or son or daughter, be still, be still, and know that I am God. That's in Psalm 46. God is saying to you, as he said to me, I've let you do all that you want to do. I met you in there. I was guiding you through it all. From architect, the little kid on your uncle's draft table, going to work in the Ministry of Works, coming from there, going abroad to study, getting all of your architectural degrees, doing your structural degree. And I brought you from there and I started molding you and calling you. Remember that feeling you had when you were in your grandmother's church? Remember that feeling you had when your father was preaching? Remember that feeling you had that Sunday morning when the lady was singing strong in the strength of the Lord and you were asking your daddy, what was that all about? And your daddy preached that Sunday. There was a connection. You had a conversation with your dad in that car coming home from that church all the way back in Waterloo. God takes his time with us. He allows us to do that, which we think we want to do. And while you're doing that, he's shaping you. He's forming you. He's pushing all the impurities out of you to get you to that place where you can focus on him. What I want to tell you, that kid that did all those things, Went into finances, had my own business, had my own restaurant. I built from scratch with my hands. <laughs> God is awesome. God is saying if you're not where He wants you yet, He's saying to you, be still. I'm right here. I know where you are, I know what you're doing. You are not alone. And if you can submit and trust God, I testify. I I was going to say, I promise you, I'm not going to, I testify that there's nothing God cannot do. I testify. That even the naysayers that may stop you or think they're stopping you, God placed them there to not only propel you, but to empower you, to inspire you. I, I know you don't feel it right now trust me, you're going to look back and laugh at it all. In fact, you're going to want to pick up the phone and call him and say, thank you. Thank you for being an obstacle. You're going to feel like Joseph when he becomes governor of Egypt, a foreign land. God pushed me, asked me to make this. Because if I tell you I'm speaking to you from, you'll crack up. But this message is in my head. This message is in my heart. And I'm just putting it out there that all the twists and turns in your life as my brother, my cousin, told me a couple of years ago when we spoke, God uses each and every experience in your life to further, to further the plan that he had for you. I have sermons of things that happen in my life, in my head. They just pop up sometimes when I'm writing a sermon. Today, as I speak to you, I'm a minister, minister of the word. And I'm a member of within the Baptist faith tradition. But before that, I was a member of the Methodist faith tradition. Not saying anything wrong with either one of them, but that's the road that God allows you. That's the path that God allows you on. And you make a choice somewhere in your life. And I'm saying that to say wherever you are, whatever faith tradition, non-denomination, whatever it is, God, Jesus Christ, God, the Son of God, Jesus is the foundation right there. And whatever you are, wherever you're going, Trust him. My daddy used to say from the pulpit, he said, put your hand in God's hand and let him show you the way. So if you are feeling a little unsure, pray this prayer with me. Gracious God, I, I'm in a place where I need you. I turn to you in this hour. I turn to you in this moment. And Lord, show me how to submit myself so you can use me. Bring me to a place, Heavenly Father. A place where I can focus I can learn, I can learn how not only to read your word, learn how not only to internalize your word, but learn how to hear your voice. Gracious Lord, teach me how to be still. Teach me how to be in that place. That place as you did. With the Apostle Paul. That road on Damascus. Where not only would I hear. But be able to look within. And wait on you. Wait on your word. Wait on your command. There's so much happening. So much that has happened. Happened in my life. God. I need you. I surrender all to you and ask you to lead me. Amen. If you have said that prayer, if you have a phone, because these days you can still buy a Bible, but you can also download an app into your phone. Pray before you open it up. Start anywhere. But I'm going to point you to a passage. Maybe you can start there. James chapter 1. Start there. May God bless you. Amen.